listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 21st of October 2022 from the SBS newsroom. Later, how the political mess in the UK has impacted share markets, but first to how the floods will impact food and vegetable prices. The Treasurer says they'll rise by 8%, but what do the farmers think? Earlier, I spoke with Sean Lindy. He is a spokesperson at Ausveg. Sean, first of all, how important is the fruit and veg industry to the economies of the areas being flooded right now? Yeah, so the areas that have been impacted by floods at the moment, they rely on a thriving agriculture sector to survive. So not just fruit and veg, but also uh, dairy, livestock, poultry, a whole range of of agricultural sectors, Uh, particularly when we look at the northern Victoria um, region, it's a really big fruit uh, growing area for, for the country. So and there's also some vegetables as well, but pr- primarily we look at uh, sort of the fruit growing um, of the region. So the floods are having a really significant impact on those communities. And there is plenty of, of fruit and veg grown in these areas. When we look at sort of specific crops, um, you know, a, a range of crops, uh, but primarily things like um, stone fruit, also apples and pears, peaches, nectarines, tomatoes. A lot of produce comes out of this region. So, you know, we won't know what the exact impact will be uh, of the floods in terms of what happens with the um, production of of crop in the soil. Uh, But there will be ongoing impacts to uh, logistical challenges, getting products from the farm to consumers. So damage to roads and um, diversions along major freeways to add time through a supply chain. Uh, But there also will be some medium or long term impact on the availability of some crops sort of going into um, you know, into summer. Can we go into more detail about that? And I know you, you touched on it. So uh, given where we're seeing the flood impact, um, what kinds of fruit and beds do you think will, will be impacted in terms of availability and of price? Yep. So when we look at an event like this, we rather than focusing on specific crops, we look at what happens in the region. So if we think back to earlier in the year, um, over winter, we saw some price increases for some vegetable commodities that would ordinarily have come from the southern Queensland region, which is where the floods um, the floods in those regions impacted sort of earlier in the year, the start of um, winter. So when we look at the, the northern Victoria region, you know, that's a, a lot of fruit. Uh, so a lot of things like apples and pears, plums, nectarines, uh, peaches, other stone fruit. Um, there's tomatoes grown in the region. Um, there's probably, in terms of vegetable production, there's uh, probably some smaller scale uh, producers that do uh, a, a wider range of, of crops. Uh, but in terms of the major products that will be impacted or uh, that, that may um, experience an availability uh, issue into the sort of medium term, primarily um, looking at those fruit crops from that region, it's, it's a really major fruit growing region for, uh, for Victoria, definitely, uh, and does um, you know, does supply uh, fruit through through the east coast uh, and to the rest of Australia as well. So, if there's any sort of availability um, or supply gaps coming from that region, uh, it will likely uh, impact on the supply of product. Uh, and given the supply and demand nature of the fresh produce sector, that will impact on price. Uh, it's a bit too early to to know exactly what that price increase will be. Uh, there are farms in the area that still have water. Um, you know, are still impacted by flood. Um, so we can't really assess the sort of the regional impact of what's happened. Uh, and we also don't know whether this will be 
the last significant rain event that comes to the region as well. You know, we're still expe- um, expecting the La Nina to um, to deliver some wet uh, wet weather you know, into you know, into November and December. So, in terms of the impact on consumers in sort of the medium term, there, there may be other weather events that uh, come to different production regions that then impact other crops. So, you know, short term, immediate impact on the the increased challenges of getting product to consumers with three, uh, things like uh, road closures and, and other infrastructure um, sort of challenges through the supply chain. But in terms of the different availability of crops into the medium term, so it's still a bit of a wait and see moment. So does that mean given there's the issue with availability, you know, a lot of these crops are underwater, uh, even when they come back, as you mentioned, there's those transport logistics, there's potholes, um, the potential for more weather. Does that mean high prices for fruit and vegetables for a lot longer, do you think? In terms of the impact on price for consumers, it, it is a little bit of a, you know, we don't know what the situation is yet. Um, it, it may be that once the water clears, you know, we may be able to salvage more crop than we expect. And so the availability impact on consumers won't be as great and therefore the price impact won't be as great either. Um, so once we sort of have a, a more proper assessment of what has happened in the region in terms of the production losses, uh, not even just crop in the ground, but also and when the ground is really wet, um, particularly for vegetable producers, it's hard to get sort of machinery and tractor on farm to um, to prepare for the next crop. Uh, it can you know, floods can impact on topsoil, um, which needs to be replaced, um, which again adds time to the supply chain um, and to the, the growing cycle of crops. So once we have a better understanding of the exact impact of that, then we may be able to sort of track where or anticipate where some of the supply um, issues may be in the, in the medium term. But at the moment, it's still an ongoing situation. We still have farms that are underwater. Um, so it's a bit too early to um, to be able to sort of give that prediction as to the impact on price on consumers. What I will say, though, is what, what we saw earlier in the year with the floods in southern Queensland was a particularly significant impact for a major region that supplied products for that time of year. So Southern Queensland is a major supplier of winter vegetables for the eastern coast. And so because there were significant impacts on the availability of product from that region at a time when that region was supplying a lot of the country's vegetables, we saw significant increases in demand for particular crops, um, iceberg lettuce being one of them. So whether we get to that extent, uh, it's, it's unclear at this stage. Uh, but you know, from a vegetable perspective, you know, we still have plenty of other growing regions that haven't been impacted by floods as much as the northern Pretoria region. So you know, it is unlikely we'll see it get to that extent uh, unless there is more weather events that impact other regions. Sean Lindy there from Ausveg now to the Australian share market, which closed the working week down the S&P A600 off by 0.8%, 6,676. For more, I spoke earlier with Mark Gardner. He's the head of trading at Macro Capital. Mark, the political instability in the UK, to what extent does it impact equity and currency markets? Uh, look, the you know the gravity of the you know basket case that's going on in the UK over there at the moment, um, I don't think the markets would be very surprised by anything, to be honest. Um Obviously, you know, the political turmoil, they have had, uh, I think they're going to be electing their, their fifth prime minister in six years. So political un- un- instability is not exactly a uh, a new thing for the UK public. Um, 
What's probably of greater concern is the fragility of the financial system over there. They're um, they're certainly um, you know on the edge uh, in terms of the uh, you know the leverage in the pension system, etc., which the Bank of England had to step in and uh, support confidence in. So, um, and I think rising bond yields um, is going to you know is obviously going to really hurt them. Uh, so. Whilst the Fed's um, continuing its uh, very repetitive, um, you know, higher for longer, I dare say, you know, the, the sterling's got very little chance of recovering at this stage. But, um, you know, that could be a lot more to do with just broader US dollar strength necessarily than, um, you know, than uh, pound weakness. So it's just it's definitely something to monitor. But look, it's a services sector there in the UK. Um We've seen a lot of even the you know banking services sectors basically just shift um, to other locations in Europe. So in terms of the global economy, net net it's not really affecting anything, but obviously it's not great for uh, the UK economy. So they um, you know this has been coming a long time. I, you know since they made the decision to do Brexit, um, and I don't think I don't think markets are going to be dramatically surprised by just a general drop-off in the UK economy persistently. Um, we did, I don't think we even saw the FTSE regain 2019 highs um, during the bull market last year. So, you know, it's not really, you know, it's not really something that, um, you know, is, is probably not, it's probably already baked into markets, I would say. But obviously, key, key event risk is, is probably the big issue. So in terms of why the market's down today, the UK, no, no real impact, but what drove shares here? If anything, um, I think the resignation of the Prime Minister actually had an initial uh, positive effect on the pound, so um, which is probably not, you know, not good for a poor uh, beaten ego of Liz Truss. But um, you know, there's been there's been plenty of financial memes uh, today, um, in, you know, saying the lettuce last lasted longer than the Prime Minister. Uh, I think someone had a live feed, so. Uh, I don't think that's really much to do with today. Um, it's just broad. It's, at the moment, it's very difficult um, for the market to rally with with rising bond yields. We've got 15-year highs in um, in two and two and 10-year bonds in the US Treasury yields. So, um, and and the negative news cycle is just intense at the moment. I mean, I think nearly all of the uh, companies that gave quarterly earnings updates in the states last night beat expectations, but the pundits went through with a fine tooth comb to find any form of negativity. So. You know, those two things combined, it's it's going to make it difficult for markets to rally, but it also potentially makes it quite right for a bear market um, bear market rally at some stage pretty soon as well. So I guess it's those longer term interest rates that are having an impact. We'll ha- we'll get official interest uh, official inflation numbers out of Australia next week. It'll flow through to interest rate implications here in Australia. What's the market expecting will happen with interest rates here? Yeah, we we tend to follow the U.S. market. Obviously, uh, you know, not much happens without the influence of Big Brother. Um, basically, we were surprised by the 25 basis point hike uh, from the RBA. It was less than expected. Um, so, you know, we have quarterly numbers here in Australia. Uh, so it is a big spike up to I think the expectation seven percent year on year. The trim mean expectations about 5.6%. So um, the RBA did um, did sort of specify that they would rather be a little bit more measured um, and incremental in their rate hikes. So more like a series of 25s rather than the big hikes that the U- the likes of the US are going for. Um, I tend to agree with that philosophy. I know that uh, you know I'd be probably be in a small camp there of opinion. I think there's been a lot of criticism of the RBA recently, but I don't see where. You know, I don't see where waiting a month or two and getting to 
the same point incrementally, uh, I think is probably a more sensible plan than trying, you know, the shock and awe that's going on, you know, with the likes of, um, you know, New Zealand and, and the US. And look, it hasn't helped New Zealand so far. Things have just primarily gotten worse. So I dare say we're going to need a pretty high print for the RBA um, to, to change course. Um, so anything around that expectation, I think we'll, um, we'll probably see, you know, the RBA continue on that, you know, measure an incremental path. Cybersecurity, Medibank still on a trading hold. I think it's going to be on a, on a hold for longer than we thought. These breaches, generally, what do you think it means for companies? And, and to what extent are shareholders expecting um, companies to be more secure or, or demand better governance when it comes to cybersecurity measures? Well, the shareholders have got to weigh up two things. Obviously, you know, uh, making uh, tighter security is going to involve capex, which at the moment is frowned upon by the market because we're because of the current market conditions. But you know, these companies, and obviously, many banks not on their own here. Um, the, apparently, the Optus breach was you know fairly rudimentary in terms of um, in, in terms of uh, breaking through uh, an API. So it's you know they, these companies need to. Um, Start spending money now and listening to their cybersecurity experts, which have been saying this ad nauseum for many, many years. Otherwise, the government's going to be is, is going to come down fairly heavy, uh, heavy-handedly um, with very tight regulations, and in the long run, it's probably going to cost them more, not only in fines but probably in in a stricter regulation. So. You know, it's it's not going to be necessarily popular having to go and spend that money, but it, I think if they don't self-regulate, it's going to force the government's hand, um, and that's going to be bad for everyone across the board, um, you know, in terms of capital expenditure. Just finally, in this environment of rising interest rates and inflation, without going into stocks specific, but where do you see the opportunities? Yeah, look, it's hard to, I think um, what you need to be looking for is companies that have um, either a first mover advantage um, or they are taking advantage of a a future structural shortage, say, material sector. Um, But, you know, companies that are, you know, very much on the up that um, offer a service innovation that's needed rather than wanted, Um, you know, discretionary spending is going to be hurt by, you know, the predicted recession. So something in the healthcare sector, uh, something, but you know, obviously we, you know, the uh, the EV uh, battery uh, thematic's been going quite well, but you know that that these things are all happening for a reason. And ten months into a bear market, we do tend to forget that some of the biggest companies in the world all cut their teeth in turbulent and recessionary times. I think Facebook and Tesla were both founded um, at the lows of the um, bursting of the tech bubbles. So there, there's definitely opportunities out there. Um, and you probably just have to, you know, go and find um, a few companies with bright futures and given the market conditions, you, you just approach it from a, a measured matter and maybe just dollar average instead of, you know, going all in. But, um, but yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there um, and particularly in the long-term scope. Um, but, yeah, look, if you're looking for short-term wins, that's going to be very dangerous. Um yeah, have a look for companies that have a unique edge, and you you should do you should do pretty well on a two year basis. Mark Gardner there from Macro Capital. This SBS on the Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. 
It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music